AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Don't be afraid of what you want. This is your time. The barriers are down. Excuses are a waste of time. You are where you are because that is where you're supposed to be. Instead of wasting time blaming others or circumstances, you need to forge ahead. Who would have thought 30 years ago that an African-American actress with locks and a dark skin complexion would be one of the highest paid people in Hollywood? Well, it's true. If Whoopi Goldberg can achieve these heights, so can you. I will not allow circumstances to detour my path because I choose to jump hurdles. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner. 
leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. Today, once again, and specifically right after the holidays, I am very, very grateful to be able to introduce to you a dynamic director. And we're going to talk about why he's so dynamic. And a really super good friend of mine that I'm so excited to have on the show. And he's going to bless you with some nuggets, diamonds and pearls, you guys, diamonds and pearls. So whatever you need to document this, get your pen and paper, get your recorder ready. I want you to put your hands together for my friend and a dynamic blessing to you actors as a director Noel Calloway. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. You made me, I think I had to put my glasses on and get a little smarter or something um, <laughs> after that introduction. <laughs> it's true. It is so true. Um, I have to say this, um, how the world works and we come full circle. And I get a call from Ruben Cannon to cast a BET film that Terry Vaughn is directing. And I had just in my head locked in, I got to reach out to Noelle because I want him on the podcast. And then Terry shows up and I'm like, okay, Noelle is going to be on. It's meant to be. That's crazy. So um, I'm an audience. I know you don't know what we're talking about, but we're going to come up to that. Um, But first I want to also talk about um, the brilliant skills that Noelle has as a writer as well. So let's start from the beginning. Um, was it writing first, directing first, both? How did this all come about? Definitely writing. Uh, I think 
I'm one of the blessed few who knows what they want to do from the very beginning. So since I was, since I could write with a pencil, I wanted to be a writer. Wow. Um, I wasn't sure what that would look like. I used to want to write for newspapers and I wanted to write, you know, children's stories because I was a child and I liked to read. And then I graduated and I fell in love with television and movies. I just loved, you know, watching TV and movies a little more than the average kid loves it. It was more than just that normal viewing for me. It was mm-hmm. a passion. Mm-hmm. And then at like 13 or 14, I started trying to write TV, like just writing yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do it. My format was terrible. I was using <laughs> a spiral notebook. Oh, um, wow. But I wanted to write. I wanted to create TV and movies. And mm-hmm. then I wrote my first feature as a senior in high school and been writing ever since. So it was absolutely the writing that has opened every other door for me into producing, directing, and everything else that has come with that. But I am and always will be a writer first. Mm. And it's the quality of your writing. Um, I always tell my audience to do their due diligence and imdb.com, all of our guests. And I was so blessed, you guys, to work on this film Life, Love, Soul that Noel wrote and directed. If you have not seen that film, I strongly encourage you. The story is beautiful. The texture of the character. Um, I feel like, um, Noel, that, and we've never had this discussion, but I feel like because you've watched so many, so much television and film, that you created a piece of work that we had never seen culturally us in or dealing with things culturally that you don't see us deal with on screen. Oh, th- thank you for that because that mm-hmm. is absolutely my goal, not just with Life Love Soul, but as I continue in my career, it is to tap into those dark spaces and, and mm-hmm. dark meaning not sh- light hasn't been shined on them yet, mm-hmm. right? Stories, we have so many stories and when we talk about you know, we always talk about inclusion and diversity. That's why it's so important, right? Because Mm -hmm. the more of us that are allowed to tell stories, then the more stories get told, right? And it's not always a retread of the same narratives. You get to tell unique stories and Life, Love, Soul, that is the film I wrote as a senior in high school. um, Wow. Initially, of course, it was rewritten a bunch of times and I grew and got better. But that story itself, that father-son story, yeah, um, that story of triumph. That was the first story um, that I actually finished. And, you know, it was it was an honor to get to make that first with, you know, so many talented, oh not God. only actors, but, you know, yeah. working with you and learning from you um, and mm. watching how you worked with the actors and learning from, you know, talented directors of photography. And it was I call it my uh, my master's degree. You know, mm-hmm. because I went to school for film, but Life, Love, Soul was where I learned film. Yeah. And um, it has really, you know, sort of set my path. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, just to give you guys an idea of the actors, um, he had Terry Vaughn, who I am working with currently now. And that's the full circle for us. Um, he had Chad Coleman, Jamie mm-hmm. Hector, I mean, they had to read um, as a casting director. You know, I always say to directors when they're like, oh, can you get this person for me? Or, oh, can you get this person? I'm like, I can get anybody for you as long as the script is good. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Because actors want to act. And yeah. they Which I didn't here. know, right? Ooh. I was a fan. I'm a fan of these people. And I'm looking at it like I'm fr- I'm brand new. I had just, so before making Life Love So, I had a quarter-life crisis, quit my job. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working. So my other passion is young people teaching. Yeah. Um, and so... I was running youth programs. I was a case manager. I was doing all of the youth work that I still do and I still love, but I needed to follow this passion and didn't know where it would take me. Mm-hmm. And I had all of these scripts because I have a lot. <laughs> and um, when someone asked um, one of the executive producers, Alan, Alan West, mm-hmm. we were trying to make a different project and it was too big and too expensive and it fell apart. And I always credit him for... Um, giving me my start because he was as crazy as me to say (laughs) just because we can't make that film doesn't mean we can't make a film do you have anything else and no one ever asked me that and i'm Mm. like yeah like all i do is write a bunch of scripts and Mm -hmm. he's like give me one that's like a character story that's contained not gonna cost a lot to make um and i didn't know what that meant right that could have meant 10 million as relative to 100 million i'm right i didn't know Um, right but life love soul if i ever got a chance to only make one movie i wanted it to be life love soul Mm. and so i gave it to him he loved it and we went from there you know Mm -hmm. we we just we just made the movie so yeah it's been like you said that full circle journey and just seeing the actors take the script and say Ugh. i want to do it and i'm like you want to do it like yeah. you don't care that we don't have any money they're like <laughs> no this is important and yeah it just really validated my my sense of purpose with making fun stuff sometimes making cool and cute stuff but mm-hmm. make important movies tell important stories and um i i want to continue doing that I, I just like am so excited because all of these questions are going at the same time because, you know, we have a writer director here. Um, the last writer director we had was Darnell Martin, um, Cadillac Records. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just I have a bunch of questions. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, um, well, let me just say this as a director, because I've had the experience in working with you. Um, I coached uh, uh, his lead, Robbie, who it was his um, first film ever. And so that was really exciting. But the thing that I really, really admire about you as a director and the only other person, um, and I've worked with a lot of directors, um, but, but you have that sensibility of connecting with your your actors and your actors trust you immediately. And um, in my experience being on a lot of multi-million dollar budgets and, you know, even moderate sized budgets that there's a lot of concern about the setup and the shot. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes um, the actors feel neglected in getting feedback or any type of response because actors need to know, did I do good? Did I, Mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. if it's like, no, uh, back to one. You good? You know that's that's just <laughs> yeah. not enough for them. And that's the thing that I really admired about you as a director is that you have conversation with your actors. You you are so concerned with um, where they are, you know, on that set and their needs. And that's very unique. I have to stress that to actors. Um, that's very unique. And 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 I pray that my actors get an opportunity to experience that with you um no, and thank I, you, you know thank you for that um yeah because i don't know right like my 
funny thing is my first time on a set was when I was the director. Like I had never been on a film set before. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah, like it, I was. You disguised that very well. Yeah, I I worked the nerves out before showing up, um, and was you know the butterflies were flying, but I um so my only I always re- reserve go back into what I'm good at, and what I feel I'm good at is being genuine, um, being honest, and connecting with people, mm-hmm. right? And to me, the actors are the most important part of the movie after mm-hmm. the script or again I'm a writer first so I feel like if the story's good it's up to the actors to bring it to life everything else is in support of that right the right. director is in support of that the, the cinematography the lighting mm-hmm. everything is in support of this performance mm-hmm. that's being put forth by the actors and so they have to be prioritized and again that didn't come from any classroom that just right. came from the way I watch film I'm connected right. by the performance Right. And sometimes you're like, oh, that's a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. But that happens. What right. connects you and the ones we remember forever and we watch over and over again are the ones where we connected with the people that these right. actors created. And so mm-hmm. that was my safe space. My safe space was having those real conversations. Like, let's bring these people to life together. This mm-hmm. is a collaborative. It means nothing if you don't do it. It means nothing if you don't get it. So it's great and and it's so great to hear you say that because yeah. um that's comfortable for me and i mm-hmm. feel like as i've learned more sometimes we're pushed as directors away from that mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. you're pushed into the other areas that sometimes are prioritized but right. in my heart of heart i know um it's about the performers and it's about that relationship that the director has with the performer that allows for a space where we can do magic. Um, so, I mean, I think that's so important. Um, I've been on sets, like, honestly, where I was coaching a celebrity and after she did a scene and they said, cut, I walked over and said, you know, can I get some feedback? And the director has said to me, um, I'm going to be honest with you, Tracy, I wasn't paying attention and huge director. And I said to myself, then what are you doing? Why are you here? (laughs) And so there was a shot. So, you know, that was very jarring to me. And then I've been on a set like with Gus Van Zandt, where like you, he has conversation. He genuinely cares about your feelings, about your character. How do you feel? Do you feel like, you know, we need to um, take these um, albums out of your apartment because you your character wouldn't listen to albums. Your character would listen to CDs. And Mm -hmm. so that's how specific I felt and working with you as an actor, and I just think that, you know, act, uh, as an um, uh, acting coach, um, and you were also very open to me because a lot of directors, um, they have this, they feel a little intimidated, like I'm going to come in and direct, and I'm like, I'm an interpreter. I have a relationship with that client that you don't have. So I could say two words and trigger something. Whereas, you know, they're just getting to know you unless, you know, we've had rehearsal. Um, I want to just put on another, switch hats and talk about writing because I always encourage, um, whether it's my celebrity clients or my students to write, you know, because we're in that time, right? Yep. Yep. You create your own. Yeah, and everybody's got a story that they want to see told or they want to have made. And we are in that time where you can take that initiative, right? You don't have to wait for me, 
right? Like I've got a lot yeah. of, I got a lot of stories, so I'm going to do my part, <laughs> but you don't have to wait for me to tell the story you want to see. Right? right. And so write it. And I also, you know, I encourage people in the same way to not be intimidated by the process, mm-hmm. to not be intimidated by the structure, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have, it doesn't have to be perfect and final draft and formatted correctly. And your beats mm-hmm. are all lined up and your act one act, throw that out the window, get your story out. And then we can all, you'll, you'll build a team that can get your story to the polished place that mm. it needs to be, but we'll be able to see what the story is. Right. And mm-hmm. that, you know, I teach kids, right. So I teach, right. you know, I teach from second grade all the way up to, um, to high school, how to, you know, write screenplays, produce film, shoot film. And it's the same thing. Like today I have a class at four, they mm. sent me their scripts in notes from their phones. Wow. And we're going to re and I'm going to show them how to translate that into a screenplay. Wow. Um, because again, it's a story, get it out. And so, yes, everyone should write. If you, whenever you're compelled, you feel you have that story in you. Mm-hmm. Don't go looking for someone to tell it. Um, mm-hmm. Just write it. That's a great piece of advice. And when you said that in terms of, because you know, the first piece of advice to me was just get the story out. Um, I had the pleasure um, of working with Sean Connery, God rest his soul. Um, in Finding Forrester, one of the lines was, when you write, first write from your heart, edit from your head. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's, that's what I felt like. You were just like, get the story, just get it out. And then we'll deal with the, everything else. What other advice do you have to actors who are writing their stories? And I know a lot of, um, and you'll meet um, Leon Amato, who is our writer in residence. That's what I call her. She writes all of the scenes in class and session. Um, what other things do they need, you know, to be a successful screenwriter? Well, it's funny you bring up Finding Forrester because that's one of the movies that I probably know um, by heart, right? Mm -hmm. And I know it by heart because I went and I went to, uh, what was it called? I think Strand Bookstore, like the the bookstore all the way downtown. I went there and I I bought the Finding Forrester script. And I had to be 18, 19. I bought the script and Uh I, I will watch the movie and read the script and watch the movie and read the script to wow. see how that message, how those words translated to the screen. Wow. And I did that with, um, I did that with Goodwill Hunting. I oh. did that with, with Juice. Um, I did that with, so movies I loved, right? So that right. I can know what's going on on that screen without looking at that screen. Right. So when I hear the scene and I'm reading it, I already see the action because I've watched these movies a hundred times anyway. And uh-huh. I still do that, right? Like I still, every now and then I'll go and you don't have to go to the bookstore anymore. They're right online. I'll pull up a script of one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. I like to, I like to read the Oscar winners um, or the Oscar nominees for best screenplay. Um, I like to go find those scripts and read them and see what was so special about them. And, you know, spoiler alert, there's no convention, right? Like one script right. can be, a to Z, another script could be written in Roman numerals. It doesn't matter. The like award, you just never know where the magic never. is found in a script. Yeah. Um. So to boil that down to some succinct advice, it would be read scripts, 
you know, watch movies that you like and read the script at the same time. That's a tool that I use. And mm-hmm. then what you said, what Leanne is doing, having being able to write scenes and have people perform them. That is so, so valuable mm. because you get to see your words. You get to hear your words and not just live with them on the page. Right. Um, which is something a lot of I've got scripts that I've never heard out loud other than when I say them, you know, so that's having a leg up. If you're in a space like this where you have talented actors around you yeah. to say, hey, I wrote this scene. Can you read it with me or read it for me? Um, that gives it a life that you can't get from just writing. So those would be the, the you know, the, the directives, I guess I would give on just developing as a writer and and just keep writing, right? Anything you do, the more you do it, the better you get. Um, right. And accept critique, um, mm. accept uh, guidance, mm-hmm. but be passionate and, and be convicted in your story. Mm. Right. So mm-hmm. you can help me tell my story better, but you can't tell me what my story is. And so when you're writing and it's yours, make sure it stays yours. Uh, but you can always people can help fine tune. It's like raising a kid. Right. Yeah. Like you can tell me, oh, maybe you should try this with your kid. But that's my kid. Right. So <laughs> I'm going to take the advice. And that's how I look at these scripts. You know, they are my they are my children. Um I live with them. You know, I have Chloe and Janelle. I've lived with Chloe and Janelle. I was going to talk about Chloe and Janelle. I, can I just years. say, I love the um, the artwork, if I can say that. Like, you know, I saw it in um, imdb.com and the yeah. blue, it's beautiful. Like, I, I don't even know what the story is about, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. You know, uh, so- I did, um, did want to just, before we get to that, um, I took notes and say, um, thank you, thank you for sharing that tool of reading a script and watching a film because we've never gotten that before. And that's something that's really um, important and and um, I, I feel like monumental because I've never mm. had that. I'm going to try that myself. And um, I'm writing down notes as well. Um, one of the things that I want to stress when you were talking about r- watching um you know, the Oscars and the, the winners, the screenplay winners. I just remember the year that Juno won. Yep. It was her first time writing a script ever. Mm-hmm. She That's was a stripper, right? And then yep. she is an Oscar award winning writer for Juno. So you just, I love that piece of advice too, because you should do your due diligence and know people's <laughs> backgrounds. Um, I, yeah. um, when, uh, I was on the set of third watch with Eve and I was mm-hmm. coaching her and the executive producer told me that, you know, um, one of them that he used to be like a carpenter, mm-hmm. like, you know, he just had this story that he felt like he wanted to write and cut to third watch. Here he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, these scripts are they're rocket ships, right? Like you, mm. you write that story and you never know where it's going to take you. Um, you know, and, and you never know, like, again, life loves. So I wrote that on the biggest laptop, the heaviest laptop you've wow. ever seen. Used to hurt my shoulder, lugging it to the 63rd street Starbucks. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and sitting there all day, rewriting and rewriting that thing. And look at what it's done. Like, again, you look at it like, all right, I wanted to make a movie and make a hundred million dollars. Right. I wanted to make Avatar. Haven't done that yet. But look at what it has done. 
right? Like it has yeah. made me a director. Yeah. It has made me a producer, an editor, um, a teacher. Mm. I can teach film. It has brought me to here today. Like every, that movie is a vehicle. And so mm -hmm. you never know what you're doing when you're writing a story um, and what you're creating for yourself. Wow. Riveting. Um, just going back to the director again. I know. Well, um, as I mentioned to you, I came back to casting. Whew. I have not cast a film or television show in about, let's say, 15 to 17 years. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's like I never left. Um, we got over 2000 submissions mm -hmm. for 15 different characters. And um, I need you to tell these actors because Noelle also will tell you I contemplated drinking and heavily during this process. <laughs> um, you cannot self-tape outside, Noelle, in front of your uh, in your garage, your driveway with cars mm -hmm. and people. And, and you, you can't do that. And I don't know why you even thought that was possible um, <laughs> or you can't give me a picture and resume and in your picture be on the red carpet with your girl. Like that's not yeah, a headshot yeah. to mm -hmm. me. So if you could yeah. just share some thing, five minutes, I'm giving them all to you. Please tell these actors what they need to be doing to prepare to be a working actor. Well, that's one word for me. And this, this is for acting, for directing, for anything. It's standards, right? Oh. Like, it's what are your standards and what do you want to be so mm. there's a scene in life love soul where jamie hector's character a teacher is balling up papers that students have turned in because they have ketchup stains on them they're ripped out of the notebook with the fringes still on them they didn't write their name and he's like i'm not even going to read it that's a zero that came from real my real educational background. Like I had ah. teachers who did that. Um, Mr. Dillon, I'll plug him. Um, still close. We still are in communication. I learned a standard, right, mm. of how I'm going to present myself. And so if you're an actor and you're applying for a job, then you need to honor the standard of the industry that you're trying to enter, mm. right? And that means being professional. That means even if you're on a Zoom audition, making sure your camera is set up in a way that you're presentable in the, in the frame, right? If you're doing a self-tape, making sure your environment is respectful to who's going to be watching that self-tape, right. right? The audio is respectful to, again, it's all about a standard. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, like you just said, a red carpet, I'm sure they made sure that that outfit was, everything was in place. Right. Because they're not going to go outside looking a certain way. They're right. They're going to make sure they meet a standard. Right. If right. you're serving someone food, you're going to make sure that plate looks a certain way. Right. It's going to meet a standard. Right. So I think if you just apply that to everything you do, right, because I'm a writer, but I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a bunch of stuff. So right. I'm going to apply these standards to all of it. Right. right. And I'm not right. going to put a script out that's not befitting my standards. Right. I'm not going to send my daughter out into the world in a way that's not befitting my standards. It's, it applies across the board. So if there was one piece of advice I would give to anyone entering this business, specifically actors and actresses who we know there are a billion of you, right? So your talent's going to separate you, yes. But a lot of times before the talent, your professionalism, 
your approach, your respect, and the way you present yourself will go a lot farther than, and you can look around the business, right? You see some people are super talented and don't work. Right. You can't work with them, right? They don't, they don't meet a standard. So, right. you know, I guess of that's being on time, ladies and gentlemen, being on time, um, being respectful. I followed up. I, I, I text you 30 minutes before today and said, Hey, I'm good. Let me know what you need me to do. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, make absolutely. sure the link was appropriate. Make sure the absolutely. link worked. I tested the link five minutes ago or five or 10 minutes before. Like these little things of, of yeah. just being a, a good person. Yeah. Right. And, yep. and honoring and respecting anyone you're working with yep. in any capacity. Right. So if you your headshot, your resume, you know, go get it on decent paper. Right. Yeah. And we all struggling. Right. Especially yeah. pandemic economy. Right. But put the effort and the energy into your craft, your mm-hmm. career and the results will follow. I just um I want the takeaway from there's so many things and I'm just so grateful for your presence and for your knowledge and sharing that with um, our actors. Um, I also want you to know this is the reason why he's still in my life, because, you know, there are certain people in this industry that you work with and you just hold on to them, you know, regardless of you working with them consistently they stay relevant and consistent in your life. And Noel is one of them. My, one of my favorite directors, I swear to you, in the industry. Um, and then just as a human being, he's a really good person. And, and I'm sure you can hear that through the, the, the waves right now <laughs> because, you know, it just comes out. I'm so blessed, man. And this audience, they should be standing up right now and applauding you because you you gave like in a short time. And like, I want to call you back because um, in a short time, what you have dropped on these actors, it said what I learned um, during this process of casting is that I can never stop teaching. I can never stop sharing and I can never stop giving. And I'm always going to do that. And, and, you know, some people, um, my son, sometimes, you know, he's like, mom, you're so aggressive. It's not being Mm -hmm. aggressive. I'm passionate. I Mm -hmm. I love that Mm -hmm. word. When you said that I'm passionate about what I do and I really do this. And when I take the time and, and, and extend that, I want you to take the time and do the work too. Yep. That's the balance. And, and a lot of times you find yourself being more passionate about someone else's thing than they are. And that's when it's time to step out. And that's why yeah. I will always value our relationship and yeah. what you mean to me in this business, because this business is full of all types of people. And I'll put it that way and leave it that way. <laughs> okay. um, but when you find the good people, right, it doesn't yeah. matter what we're doing, right? From you coaching Kellen to... Yeah. You know, me bringing Miles on to a project. It does yeah. not matter what mm. you're doing when it's good people, then it's it's worth it, right? Yeah. Re- re- yeah. Whatever the results are, it's yeah. worth it. And this is a hard business, right? One we love, but there's some there's some uh, punches you're gonna take. It's best to do it with good people and people you enjoy. And and I I appreciate you for that. Well, I appreciate love you. I'm sad that this interview is over, but you know, this is what we do here. We bring you back for part two. So stand by my brother. Let me know. <laughs> I just, and I don't know if I've shared with you. I just 
um, took on a position as head of production for a new streaming platform. Oh. And it's called Tenwar TV. It's founded by two Haitian-American women, and it's devoted to amplifying the voices of everyone from the African diaspora, not just African-American, but Caribbean-American and every other type of Black that's out there. Um, we're launching in about two weeks. And we are, you know, in 150 million homes. It's called Tenwar TV. We'll talk more about it. Um, okay. I just couldn't leave here without um, telling you about that. Okay. Well, we know that part two is going to be having a conversation about that. But I'll sidebar him before then, you guys, and get all the information. So, <laughs> but thank you again, Noel. And we will be we we will have you back on this show, guaranteed. Can't so, wait. ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be back. Inclusive of this, class in session. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And I'm still excited because you guys are blessed to still have Noelle Calloway with us, director, writer extraordinaire. Bless, bless, bless. Um, and we have our Spirit Actor alumni. Our writer in residence is what I call Miss Leanne Amato. Hey, Leanne. Hey, thank you, Tracy. I feel like I, I, I feel like this under Noel after hearing his interview just now. Knock it off, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just like you have those notes that you took, he's going to give you some feedback. So, you know, this is exciting. This is exciting. Um, and then we have our other Spirit Actor alumni, Miss Jalissa Capri. Hey, Jalissa. Hey. We are happy to have you guys here. So we are going to read a scene that is written by our alumni. Um, and Noel. Um, after we read the scene, then I'm just going to turn it into turn it to on to you, and you can just give us all your feedback and whatever you know you want to say. Okay. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Hard times. Two F. Written by Leon Amato. 
Interior Kay's bathroom night. Dina slowly opens Kay's bathroom door, but doesn't see Kay in bed. She heads over to the bathroom to check on her while wearing her mask and latex gloves, peeking her head into the bathroom. Hey, it's me. I'm just checking on... Where are you going? On a date. <laughs> the Rona? Are you crazy with who? Kay spins around to face Dina when she flies back to avoid germs. What's your mother's favorite? Dina looks confused. At your mother's favorite? I mean, you know him on IG. Girl, I do not understand. You've been throwing up, nose runny as hell, coughing up your life, and you can't taste shit. Listen, it's not every day the man that you've been stalking for two years slides in your DM and shoots a shot. So, baby, tonight your girl is negative. <laughs> Kay slides past Dina into her room. Kay, even with my mask on, too much perfume. Oh, damn. No, I can't smell shit. Oh, my God. This is disrespectful. You cannot do this to this man. I'm about to DM him and tell him that you. No, no. Look, don't you dare. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Look, when we go back to, we are about to go back into lockdown. And, and look, I refuse to be single again. I deserve this. Oh my God, Kay, you really lost your mind. So you're about to infect this man for some D? You're exaggerated. Kay's phone beeps. Oh, hey, my black car is here. <laughs> Kay grabs her purse and runs past Dina, sprays Lysol on her back. Scene. Very good. Okay, Noel, I'm going to turn it over to you. I loved it. I was in it, right? So that's the first <laughs> testament of uh, good writing and good acting is that I never left it. Even in this virtual space, I was with you guys. So, you know, great job, number one. Um, from a writing standpoint, a lot, I'm always gonna go writer first. Um, uh, credit to your storytelling because you develop those characters in that one scene, right? Like I got to know who they were, how different they were, and I got to see a couple of layers of them, right? And to me, that's the best thing to do as a writer is develop characters with multiple layers. And I wanted to know more about them, right? Like. And I didn't like K, right? So that's like, that was <laughs> like, which is a testament to your acting and the writing is that I, you invoked an emotion in me, right? And I think that's what we want to pull out of viewers is we don't want indifference. We don't want characters that, you know, you're going to forget, right? Your mm -hmm. level of thirsty was insane. <laughs> um, and that's a testament to the writing and the acting, right? So for you to bring that to life in a way where I'm like, wait, she first of all, like your Rona, uh, your Rona performance <laughs> was great, right? Like I felt like I was pushing back from the screen, <laughs> um, which which was good. And watching you do the same thing, uh, like move back and spray the Lysol, and just again as actresses using every bit of your instrument, right? So using your body, using the space, using the mask, using everything to, to bring the scene to life, um, I thought was I thought was great. So 
I liked it a lot. Oh, yay. Thank you, ladies. Um, did you want to add something, Leanne or Jalisa? I, I didn't like, um, I mean, for me, I guess, uh, like on the writing aspect, the note about um, being able to like get enough about the characters in like a page and a half, like that, that's like the best note I could have heard. Cause I, I think um, like I always very vivid, like clearly see what I'm writing. Um, so yeah, I guess my biggest thing is like getting it out. Like I just, I texted Jalisa before we did it and I was like, are you good? Because I'm always like, I don't know if people see what I see. Mm -hmm. Hearing that is like peace. No, it, it came across because I felt odd couple-ish, right? Like I felt uh -huh. like that that odd couple, you know, roommate friend situation. Uh -huh. Um you you feel the dynamic. And so as I think forward, right, past a page and a half of what this story could be, what this relationship could be, how this date's gonna turn out, how it's gonna affect this relationship in the household. Like I can start to think about all of that. And that only happens because of what you guys were able to do with this very brief performance. Wow. And then your statement and about, um, oh, I was saying, yeah, your statement about like using your full instrument is always important to me because it's not just our voice, it is our reactions, it is our body. And to be able to, uh, I'm glad you said that we were able to capture that because it's harder on like Zoom because you have like these little mm -hmm. boxes, you know, and but that's kind of where the world is right now. So like, if I still ground myself in the space, then like even when with funny situations, there's still that grounding that has to happen and yes. that it has to tap into your full soul because it's not funny to her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, it's, it's, mm -hmm. this, is, this is their life. It's kind of like situate, you know, situational comedies. And the way you so. listened, I thought was, was very impressive. Right. And that's something that I always look at in an actor or an actress is how do you listen? Mm -hmm. Because everybody's ready to bring it when they have their lines, mm -hmm. but are you still bringing it when you're not speaking? And mm -hmm. I felt like both of you did. Um, it was more difficult, of course, with the mask, um, but just watching your eyes and watching how both of you listened to each other and lived in that moment. You were never searching for your next line. You were in that moment of what's actually happening. And that always stands out to me, being present. Wow. Once again, diamonds and pearls, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I want to thank you once again, Noelle, for just being who you are and authentically who you are. You as an actor, you have the, the, the pleasure and the blessing of working with this man. You are going to be changed, I'm telling you. Because I can see, Noelle, how Leanne and Jalissa are changed in this moment. And this is just a moment. Imagine a four-week shoot. So. Well, let's get to that. We got movies to make, Tracy. Okay, I'm ready. And I, I, I'm <laughs> casted, so I got you. <laughs> I got, we got you. movies to make. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for writer, director, Noelle Calloway. Yay! And Noelle, um, I always ask if I can give your email to our actresses so they can forward their information to you and please. you can have that. Okay. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. ladies. You heard it. I'm going to send it. All right. Well, we're going to get ready. Um, we are going to be back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, with Give Love. And now it's time to give love. I want to talk about work ethic. I have two of my favorite actresses who are my sister friends. One is Gwen McGee and the other is Kalita Smith. 
I have so much respect and admiration for these women because both of them, regardless if they were working actresses or not, they created a space in their homes where they sat for two hours a day and worked on their craft and worked on their monologues. They strengthened their talents. They did the work. In my experience and recently in casting, I feel like I've come across actors who are just reading lines, who are just showing up to put their audition on take. I'm here to tell you, your work ethic goes beyond the audition. Your work ethic is seen in the callbacks, when you are listening, when you are following the direction of the director, or you're bringing more to the table than you bought to your audition. And it continues when you are cast and you have to do your table read. Your table read is not about reading the lines on that script. It's about breathing life into those lines and that character so that we can visually see the project that we have before us. And your work ethic continues when you are on that set, when you are giving take one and bringing more to take two. And if you are blessed to have take three, you're putting your foot into that performance. Your work ethic it sets the pattern, it sets the tone for what your career as a working actor is going to be. But if you don't have a work ethic, you're playing games. And you need to step aside and let the real actors walk through. Check your work ethic. Check your passion. Check the truth of who it is and what it is that you are striving for in this business because it's a business. It's not show craft and it's not show art. It's show business. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited Podcast. Thank you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.